0: everybody doing. This is Louie from I Am Your Father podcast. It's part of my AZ Central daddy blog. Uh, it's a podcast I do. I try to do once a week. Sometimes I miss a week here and there, but I do it rel- relatively consistently. Uh, you can find me on iTunes. Uh, if you just search I Am Your Father, uh, I'm the one in the family, kids section or whatever of the podcast section. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, louisvallobos.com, and on AZ Central Just search for my name. So this week I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of wacky little adventure we went through at home. Um, which would have been, I guess, a week ago from when I'm talking to you now. So we got uh, my son, we got two dogs and two cats. Um, So the house is generally just crazy, just pandemonium kind of everywhere. And one of our dogs, uh, Ratchet, um, and yes, he is named after the video game Ratchet and Clank, and his brother, uh, the Beagle, is named Clank. But Ratchet uh, is eight years old, coming up in December, and he's had a lot of medical things. So when we found him, he was hypothermic. He was nine ounces. He was basically going to die. Took him to the emergency vet that night. He was all good they pulled him out of it And he was a newborn at the time we, we, I don't know for exactly how much of a newborn but he was a newborn he was super super young a little puppy eyes closed the whole deal bottle fed him for you know for weeks I basically just hand raised him we raised him as our own essentially so he grew up around humans uh, once he got through all of that uh, a couple years into it we, he turned out to be uh, epileptic started having seizures um, so now he's official epileptic he's on medicine for all that stuff about a year ago, he had a really crazy episode where he ran through like 12, 14 seizures in like three days. He chained eight of them, like just eight back-to-back seizures, which was really, really stressful. And we thought we were gonna lose him then. Vet pulled him out of that. So twice now, this dog has beaten death. Well, this last week, uh, my son had got a stomach flu, um, and it was a you know pretty gnarly little stomach flu. He missed school for the whole week. It was it was really bad. He didn't he hates missing school. He loves it so much. But we had to pull him out of it because he was having stomach problems and all of the things that come with having stomach problems. Early on in all that and that week, uh, Ratchet the dog here got stomach problems as well. And we just assumed it was some kind of stomach bug that hit him kind of weird at the same time with my son. So we kind of waited a little bit. But the dog started throwing up a lot, threw up three or four times. And uh, we initially took him to the vet. And what happened was a week of just chaos where... I'm with the dog pretty much the whole time, and my wife is with my son pretty much the whole time, and we're just texting each other back and forth, updates on what's going on. So we took Ratchet to the vet on a Tuesday, I think it was, might have been a Monday, but I think it might have been, I don't know, somewhere early in the week, initially got some x-rays, turns out no no obstruction from what we could tell, a lot of fluids that we could get to him. Then he stopped eating, he got worse as the week went on, he got progressively worse, he wouldn't eat, he wouldn't drink. He'd go entire times of blocks of time where he wouldn't move, he would just kind of lay there with his eyes open. Just the definition of lethargic. And so, as the week went on, we got more x rays, more x rays, more x rays, more tests, more exams. And by the end of the week, the doctor or the vet realized that he probably actually does have an obstruction. And we had told him and we knew that about a month prior, he had gotten into Ratchet had eaten a little toy. Um, I don't know if you guys know Paw Patrol, but one of them little dogs that do heroic type of things on Nickelodeon, I think. One of them's name's Marshall, and he's a fire hes a fire marshal, but he's a little uh, Dalmatian, and his name is Marshall. Well, Marshall, a uh, little plastic toy that my son has, a relatively small one, squishy toy, Ratchet accidentally got into it. He Ratchet loves to go for food, so we're constantly monitoring where food is in the house, because Ratchet will make a move for it, and he's really fast. There happened to be a little toy next to the food, so in going for the food, Ratchet accidentally swallowed Marshall. Now, at the time, I saw him do it, and I kind of threw my arm down his throat to try to grab it. And I couldn't, by the time I got down there, it was gone. Like he just swallowed it in one shot. And so we just monitored him. So a month later, Ratchet has these problems, x-rays, exams, a lot of money being spent. We're worrying, you know, because he's not moving. He's not eating. He's not drinking. He is just a complete shell of himself. And he has this whole backdrop of medical history. And by the way, he had two seizures during that week of, of, you know, being sick. So it was just a really rough week for him. And turns out, long story short, Marshall actually was still there a month later. And we had to have surgery on him, opened the dog up, pulled the toy out. And now, lo and behold, Ratchet is back to his normal, crazy self. On the side of all of this is my son, who is really sick, but not getting worse. Right, He's kind of relatively stable, drinking some liquids when we can trick him into doing it. He's not eating really anything significant, but he's not getting any worse. So we're just kind of keeping an eye on him. And the worst thing that happened to him was he missed school, which he really hated. But for us, from a parenting standpoint, it was a really stressful week. We spent a whole week almost apart, even within the house. So I'm in our bedroom with Ratchet, who's sick and, and really messed up, kind of laying down next to him, just trying to make him feel okay. He's shivering. He's in a lot of discomfort, and we're trying to figure out why. And in, in the other room is my wife with the, my son, who's also sick kind of out of it, not really in any real big discomfort, but just completely out of it and tired and kind of whiny, you know? And so we're having to stay separate the whole time in our own house, so we're texting each other nonstop, texting images, texting updates on what's going on with him. There's actually a funny stream of text that I, I saved where you can see me send her a photo of the dog and she, uh, she sends me back a photo of my son and at the, at the exact same moment, they're both really pathetic looking. Um, and, and it was just how we communicated that a whole week. And when we got to the vet, while I'm at the vet, he, you know, he's giving me all these really official doctor type diagnoses and words. And my wife is really, she loves details. She wants to know what's going on. She asks a lot of questions, you know. Um, I tend to just kind of chill out and take the doctor for, for and we absolutely trust the both of us, but she just wants more information generally. She asks a lot of questions. So I'm having to channel her with the doctor and make sure I understand what he's telling me because I'm gonna have to text it to her immediately. So we're getting these really long texts of what's going on with him, with the dog. And then meanwhile, she's texting me what's going on with my son. And, and we're all just kind of trying to stay you know in the most communication that we can, while being, in, in some instances, cities apart, because we live in the suburbs of Phoenix. And so I'm going like an hour away from my house to take to our vet. Um, and we followed our vet because he's awesome. So we just went with him when he moved to another clinic. So an hour away from home, sick dog you know deathly sick dog and then my son is really sick and we're trying to keep up with what's going on with each other what's going on with him uh, she had to contact the dog my son's doctor to see if they wanted him to go in she's emailing the school trying to figure out if he can stay out of school and and what he might you know kind of what the rule is with them I'm in the vet trying to figure out what x-rays trying to figure out how we're going to pay for this stuff talking to the vet about how we're going to pay for all those things trying to figure out what is actually wrong with the dog um, and it was just a chaotic week of really just worrying right I mean it's, it's worrisome when your son is sick It, it, it you don't want your, your child to be sick and it scares you and you start to go through all these things about what do we need to do what do we have what don't we have when do we call the doctor does he stay out of school right these are all the things you worry about and then to add on top of that uh, your dog being really sick like really physically sick where you can tell something is really horribly wrong with this dog and those two things together are create a really stressful situation um, and without the ability to just constantly text, if we had to rely only on phone conversations, it would have been more stressful, because if you think about it, how easy, how much easier it is, at least for us, and we might be the weird ones, how much easier it is to relay, not tragic news, right, because this isn't a tragedy, but it's just sad, bad, scary maybe news, you know, how much easier it is to relay that stuff through text when you can just be matter-of-fact and emotionless about it, right? So if somebody emails you, that they're sick and you ask what you know what's going on and they, they respond to you through text, they have to be very clear cut. They have to be direct. You almost have to be like Twitter. You don't have a lot of room on Twitter. When you're texting, you're not gonna text blocks of text. You, you can't convey emotion. You can't really convey you know fear and being scared and being worried as you can with your voice, right? The tone of your voice will give you away a lot of times. So when you're texting, you only have to stick to the facts and here's what's going on, what do you think, right? Here's what I'm thinking, what do you think? That kind of conversation that when you're talking out loud can get drawn out and can get emotional because people are, you're talking about things that matter to you, right? You're talking about things that are important to you that you love and that kind of can make up your life. When you're talking about it, it can be really stressful and and rightfully so. And eventually you come to a conclusion, but it can be a stressful emotional situation. When you're texting, as I learned this past week, it could be very quick, very fast, very very efficient kind of. And then afterwards when you debrief, when you actually see somebody in person, and you have a conversation with them in person, that's when you can kind of like take a deep breath and talk about how scared you were and talk about how sick the dog was, talk about how sick my son was, what did the doctor actually say, what do you think about what's going on? All those kinds of like debriefing things that you can do, you can do them once the decisions have been made for the most part and once you know everything either is okay, things are getting worse, but you have more information, you kind of get together at the end of the day and you say, here's what's going on, what do you think? And it just made it easier, I think. I think it made it easier to get through. And again, it wasn't a particularly tragic week. I'm not saying we endured some great milestone or some great tribulation. It was just an interesting, stressful week because both my son and my dog were really sick. My wife, during all that, got sick as well, right? I'm dealing with work. Like Saturday that Sunday, Saturday, when he got done with surgery on Friday, Saturday, I brought him to work. He was at the office all day. Uh, because I, we just didn't have anything else to do with them. And my work is closer to the, the vet office and I couldn't take them back home. So we just kind of hung out with us at work. And so all of these conversations that you're having through text in your life, just be, you know, think about it. Think about all the conversations you have with text. How much we rely on texting uh, as parents, talking about your children. If, you're at, if one of you is at work and the other one's at the school, if something's going on and you both aren't in the same place, like how much does texting, just a really quick text, really help you get through these, those moments and help you get through your days and help you kind of figure out what's going on and then later you can talk about it and later you can have meaningful conversations about it and laugh and giggle, and, you know, and th- there was a lot of weird moments in the middle of all this where Prince died. Like, Prince died. Like, why is Prince dead? In the middle of all of this stuff, I'm at the vet and I'm on Twitter and I see that Prince has died and I was super sad, man. Prince was awesome. One of the best musicians probably ever, certainly of my generation. And... And, and I'm. I told my wife Princess is dead, and she's like, you know, the best thing you can do is WTA, WTF, right? Either that or OMG, one of the two. And so, even like that moment of Princess dad through text is stripped of any kind of real emotion. It's just Princess died. Like I'm just actually telling you, Princess is dead. And there's a quick like emoji type of reaction on Twitter or on uh, text, and then you kind of just move on. Like, you don't have a conversation about what Prince meant to your life or to your musical taste until you got home. And that was proven because my, the vet walked in, and I told him Prince is dead, and we talked for five minutes about how awesome Prince was and, and how much he meant to everything and how his music was cool and I can't believe he's dead. And so I told two different people that Prince died once through text with my wife, who is like the center of my life now. And and it was really quick, really quick conversation. And then later we talked more about it. And, but when the vet walks in, um, we talked a lot about it because Prince is dead and we're next to each other. And when you tell someone in person, Prince is dead, you talk about how sad that is. And you have a conversation about that. So texting really gave us a, gave me a good filter to kind of get through these moments and get through these decisions that we had to make along the way of whether he was going to school, whether we were going to do surgery, what kind of medicine to give him, what kind of, what are the x-rays showing? Like I took a picture of the x-rays so I could show my wife what the x-rays were and kind of tell her what the vet told me. Um. And it added a little layer of communication that maybe isn't ideal, but it also let us kind of, in the moment of of these kinds of things, let us kind of take a breath and just state matter-of-factly what's going on. And when you can get down to that, when you have to make decisions, when you have to decide things and, and, and push things along, it's a lot easier to do that if you can just stick to what is happening and And what does this mean, and what are the implications of this, and what are the consequences of that? How much does it cost? You know, all these kinds of things that you have to have. If you can strip the emotion out of it, sometimes it's easier to make that decision. And what to, that's what Texan allowed us to do this past week. Um and as like I said, the end result is my son is fine. He's back to being a badass. The dog is fine now. He's back to being a pain in the ass. Um, and everybody's cool. And we learned uh, I think we learned a little bit about, you know kind of how to keep an eye on our dog be faster with the idea that maybe something else is wrong that we haven't thought of uh with my son we kind of learned a little bit of stuff about what he will and won't have for fluids um don't give him apple juice when you're sick by the way stomach flus we learned that the hard way so just a wacky week at home you know just a wacky week that we got through and thanks to texting it made it a little bit easier um that's all i got for you this week i hope you guys are doing really well i appreciate the listens the podcast is getting more popular kind of every week that's really cool um, again, I'm on iTunes. You can rate, subscribe, review, all that stuff. You can find it on Twitter um, and on Asia Central. Just go to com and search for my name. My stuff will come right up. I appreciate you guys listening. I hope everybody's doing really well. Take care.